Welcome. Welcome. Under the husk. It is Thursday, November 9th, 2023, the year of our Lord. I'm here with producer Pin. This is actually the first episode now that he did not have to get buzzed into the building. He lives right below me, and his name is Gino. That's right. Producer Pin, as he's known around these parts. He's looking at uh, Kate Dolan photos. He's (laughs) losing his mind. Uh, Sean Payton's daughter. Uh, She's putting out a pic. Um, Yeah, Pinmius moved in October 28th. We obviously didn't have a show last week because someone had to get a cardio workout in on a Tuesday instead of having a pod with his friend. That's fake news. We'll, We'll... you know, disregard some of the scheduling conflicts last week. I think it's a good thing um, because I was calling EP a little bit suspect. He shuts me up by three points. We'll get into that a little bit. But what a week we have. We do have a good week ahead of us. And a lot of implications on both sides of the divisions. Now, all of a sudden, the alpha male division has become a little bit more formidable. Soy Boy, obviously, very formidable. So we'll see how everything plays out. But very excited to delve into some of these matchups. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that I necessarily feel like the alpha male division is any good, but well, it's, 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 it's rounding it's, into shape. It's it's got a team or two that could pay, potentially make the playoffs, but I'm not gonna <laughs> hold my breath. That's all I'm saying. Uh, let's do the week nine recap. Uh, let me get into the weekly results tab here. Week nine, okay. And I think we gotta we gotta start probably it's week ten now, Gino. I think we gotta start doing the uh, the playoff picture thing, right? Yeah, Should we do that real quick right now? Yeah. All right. So quick quick uh, overview of what the playoffs would be if the season ended today. Uh, the number one overall seed would be Deshaun's Massage Parlor out of the Alpha Male Division, getting a bye in week one of the playoffs. Uh, on the other side, JOS. At seven and two, would hold the number one spot in the Soy Boy division. Also, getting a buy, big time fraud. In Alpha Male division, Boats and Young Ho does hold the record. It's a points tiebreaker over Motley Jew to take the second divisional spot in Alpha Male. And on the other side, HHC does take the second spot in the Soy Boy division beating me out on division record. Uh, the two wildcard spots do both belong to teams in the Soy Boy division. I will be the number one seed at 6-3, and three, and Snake Eyes would be the sixth seed, also known as the number two wildcard at 5-4. and four. But there's a couple teams sneaking, hanging around. The Phantoms at 4-5, and five, and Yo Soy at 4-5. and five. I think we can say safely that everyone else is out of the picture. Except for Motley, you forgot to mention he was well, huge oh, in there. Oh yes, Motley is is five and four. Easy but. to forget about Motley. Uh, never made the playoffs, but uh, yeah, this is this is the time of year where we ask the age old question, and then I'll bring it to you right now: Is the Phantoms tanking? Because well, I I think that this week is is obviously uh, critical. Mm-hmm. He's taking on JOS. Would be great for us, all of us in the Soy Boy division, if he can get it done. But I, I think, you know, if you're four and six uh, heading into week 11, um, looking at 
the wild card spots that are available, he might be back tanking. Right. It would be four and six, two games back if either Boats or Motley were to win. Although there's no tank really to be done because he's just going to be competing in that out division. He's just going to want to win the out bracket at that point for the three pick. Right. But he, he might want to sell off a piece or two. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Cooper Cup might be on the move. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, he acquired him last trade deadline in that Saquon Mias deal. So um, the Phantom's always an interesting player. Uh, regardless of the time of year, uh, off-season, in-season, the Phantoms will always be making moves, but we'll be curious. Uh, also, another curious one to get into, which which we will talk about, is Yosoy. Um, you know, Howell coming so close, but yet so far away to a playoff last year, affect him down the stretch this year, already balanced some injuries, already made some moves, but very excited next six weeks, see how it all plays out. Yep, well... It's going to be fascinating. Uh, week 9 recap brought to you by Veloach. Uh, you know, it, it shook the league up a lot, uh, some of these results. Uh, the first one I will get to, the spread and the expectation was a blowout in favor of the team that actually lost, but it turned out to be a mega toilet bowl. Cosmic Gumbius getting his second win on the season, taking down Snake Eyes. Uh, who is uh, allegedly a contender, 90-82. to 82. Yeah, I mean, when any anyone scoring 90 in this league, you expect to lose, um, especially a, a team like Gumbo, who's gotten rid of DeAndre Hopkins. He's gotten rid of Mark Andrews. Uh, his starting quarterbacks were Tyler Heineke, Geno Smith. They combined for 17. Uh, starting guys like Alec Pierce, 0, and Dalvin Cook, 1.3. I don't know how you expect to win. I'm sure Gumbius didn't expect to win, but it was just an absolute nightmare week for Snake Eyes. Uh, Stafford hurt. We know that Kirk Cousins got hurt the week prior, forced to start two quarterbacks, Will Lev Ass and Baker Mayfield. Um, Solid production from uh, the latter. So, again, just nothing getting done. He had a bagel himself with Gabe Davis getting zero outside of A.J. Brown. No one really seemed to get it going. Uh, when Travis Kelsey's only scoring three points, you're in trouble when you're relying on him so much. And this running back room with Christian McCaffrey on a bye, James Conner was still hurt. Uh, very, very tough. You have to go into the depth here of this team and really start to question if it's made for a playoff run like it was last year. If last week's any indication, I would say no. I don't think Snake Eyes is as bad as that 82 points, though, because he put up some bombs. We'll see how he reacts. Uh, but Gumbo, all but solidifying a shrimp number one overall pick with that win. Yeah, I do want to. I want to mention there was a there was a fairly large um, there was a fairly large trade that went down actually between uh, Snake Eyes and Yo Soy before or after the matchup. Um, before Snake Eyes moved Will Levis. Oh, after yes, yeah, for. Zach Wilson, and I believe a second-round pick. Let me ask you this. This season, where Snake Eyes is contending, does Zach Wilson outscore Will Levis? No, I'd I'd rather Lev ask, to be honest. I mean, he he had a really good showing uh, debut against Atlanta. Last week, Thursday night, short week, tough place to play Heinz Field always, but he still looked competent. Uh, struggles in the pocket with pocket presence, but that's that will come for a guy who's starting his second uh, game ever. But I, I think Levis is going to outscore Zach Wilson, no doubt about it. I mean, you know what Zach Wilson is. There's still a mystery behind Levis. You know what? Well, how does he? You know what that is? 
ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, the, the, like I said, the first game was promising, and I think if you have such a such a strong debut. Uh, there has to be a little bit of confidence and optimism moving forward. But Snake Eyes said, I'm going to go back to my roots. He originally drafted Zach Wilson in the startup auction, so now he's getting him back. It's kind of a full circle thing, and we'll see. Snake Eyes really riding the Zach Wilson, not only on the Snake Eyes front, but also on the Jets' uh, destiny Yeah, front, he took so. a page out of uh, Shrimp's book, just acquiring as many Jets as he can. We're yeah. going to move on, though. The Shrimp actually played in this next match. Oh, you got something? You're putting a finger at me. I will say this. Despite getting rid of Mark Andrews two weeks ago, Gumbo, his two tight ends, yes, he started two tight ends, Taysom Hill, David Njoku, combined for 34 points. That's a third of his production right there for yeah. two tight ends. Taysom Hill. Secret weapon Taysom is. Um, could be a trade candidate over the next week or two. There are some playoff Crazy hungry teams say, yeah. Yeah, who, who would say, I might need a tight end, and this guy's pretty versatile because, you know, the Saints love him, some Jesus Hill, so we'll see. <laughs> Okay. Uh, our next matchup was also a bit of a toilet bowl, but it always is when JOS is playing. Oh, you see what I did there? JOS taking down the shrimp 102 to 92. There were a couple points in this matchup where, you know, who knows? If shrimp had a quarterback, if he had a starting quarterback to plug in, you got to think they win this matchup. They would, they lost by 10 without a QB. Uh, the QB didn't give them zero. He, they did not have one ready to start. So uh, another, you know, intriguing matchup for the Shrimp. They do what they need to do and lose, but they make it interesting. JOS got to be scratching their head a little bit, only putting up 103 points. Yeah. Um, again, I think most weeks someone's rolling out 102 points. You really don't expect to win. Uh, so, again, we're kind of starting from the bottom here with these two gross matchups. Uh, you you kind of nailed it at the start. Zero points from the QB. Didn't have a QB to start despite Kyler Murray getting healthy. Uh, we'll be back this week. Jimmy G was healthy, but they just said, Aiden O'Connell, it's your turn. Um, we could talk about the shrimp being 0-9 and in the driver's seat for the number one overall pick, but obviously the storyline here is J.O. Fraud and specifically his very, very suspect running back room. Talk about in the beginning of the year, coming into the year, it had a lot of question marks. Then all of a sudden, week four, week five, there was like, wow, okay, Raheem Mostert's a stud. Um, Kenneth Walker's doing well. Past two weeks, it's been very, very hard to trust Kenneth Walker. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, that whole offense in general is hard to trust. Grant, he had a very nice week last week with that big play. Um, and then once uh, A-Chain comes back, how does Mostert fit into that? So JOS, a lot of question marks there. Uh, not to mention guys like Trevor Lawrence, who supposedly you could rely on him week in and week out. He hasn't really lived up to expectations. Yes, he was on a bye week last week. Uh, and then this wide receiver room, the Jalen Waddle. I mean, there's so many expectations around Jalen Waddle being a borderline wide receiver one. He hasn't lived up to it. No. So, JOS, early start, early hot start, I would say, very uh, similar to HHC's path last year. Got off to a strong division lead. And Stevie before him. And Stevie before him. So we will see what JOS does. Interesting to see what he does at the trade deadline, too. Certainly not a seller, but how aggressive of a buyer will he be? Or they be, I should say. i got to get my pronouns right. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, JOS normally would not deserve a win in Week 9, uh, but based on who he was playing, essentially was a bye week. But JOS has to get it together, similar to Snake Eyes, if he's going to make a run into December. Uh, JOS has a... 
969 uh, points against this season. Nobody in Soy Boy has under 1,000. Stevie has 1,200 against him. Um, So I think it catches up to them in the playoffs probably. DMP actually has the lowest against 953. I said that last week. I mean, he's putting up 140 a week though, so we'll give him a break. But uh, JOS... Four weeks to figure things out. Five weeks to figure things out. Um, I think they got to be starting to, you know, go to the drawing board, figure out who are these guys that we're going to confidently slide in week after week. Um, moving on, this one was also pretty tight. I think it was a two-point difference heading into Monday Night Football where Justin Herbert and... Uh, Keenan Allen were taking on Brees Hall and Austin Eckler. The Eckman got it done. It was a disappointing night for Herbert. He did not have to do basically anything against the Jets. Uh, the Eckman took care of business. Special teams took care of business. And the Jets offense basically took care of business for the Chargers. Uh, but Boats takes down Yo Soy and Daddy Kong 125-114 to in a very pivotal matchup for both of these teams. Really, not in must-win territory, but needing to... We're not needing to, but really getting close to the point where they'd be going really in the wrong direction if they didn't get that win. Yeah, let's start with Boats here. And you got to tip your cap to him. Two weeks ago, 3-4 and four on a four-game losing streak, the worst losing streak in Boats franchise history. He was actually on the outside looking in from a playoff picture at the Week 7 mark. And you're sitting here thinking... Are the boats sinking? You, we made it the cover art, yeah. yada, yada, yada. Okay, week eight, he gets a bye week against the shrimp. Okay, fine, four and four. But this was a grinded out, gritty, championship caliber type performance from boats. Now, I'm not hyping him up because I'm playing him because I'm going to gas him in a little bit. But I will just say this. Heading into Monday night, that close to the game, it's Eck and Brees First, Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen, and just the way that that game script was played, it was more contingent on the running backs than it was the passing game, certainly of Los Angeles, and both just finding a way to win. Um, not to mention, picking up early in the season, Keaton Mitchell, Keaton Mitchell, however the hell you want to say it. <laughs> I Keaton. Know, I know fucking the fans is going to correct me, but... That's a sneaky little thing. Now, granted, that running back room is very, very deep, but this is a guy who could maybe earn the lion's share of the carries week 12 and on for Baltimore because it's a war of attrition in the NFL, and you never know when a guy like Gus Edwards is going to go down. You never know when a guy like Justice Hill is going to go down. So, Boats all of a sudden, two weeks ago, panic meter, what, I would say 6-7. Now he's, I want to say, in the driver's seat, controlling his own destiny, certainly in that division for a wild card. Other side of the ball here, Yosoy. You mentioned it briefly with that trade, but Mac Jones can't trust. Daniel Jones, out for the year. Zach Wilson, bye-bye. And now in return, he gets Will Levis. So, again, it's a very similar uh, structure to Snake Eyes where it's a thin team and you have to really ride your starting lineup. And if any of those pieces get hurt, like we're already seeing this week with T. Higgins, all of a sudden I'm going to start to question the effectiveness of the team. Yosui, in my opinion, right now, outside looking in, he really needs everyone to come together and have good weeks, and he really needs everyone to stay healthy, which has been tough this year, uh, as proven with David Montgomery and now T. Higgins. I do, I do like the trade though for Yo Soy because, like you said, I don't think Mac Jones is the guy. I don't think Daniel Jones is much longer for this league. Uh, no, I mean, his body's fucking falling apart. Uh, 
and you know you 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 trade a second round pick for Will Levis who is showing flashes of a potentially a first round caliber quarterback which is hard to come by in this league so I like the trade what does it pay off this year like you said they're on the outside looking in probably not but uh in my opinion, for whatever that's worth, at this point in time, that trade looks good for Yosoy. Uh, moving on, an absolute beatdown has the pundits questioning, is Motley Jew for real? Taking down Evil Stevie 144 to 78. Uh, I think that may have been good for the most points on the week. Um, some explosions from guys that maybe you wouldn't necessarily expect, but uh, Motley Jew finding themselves uh, on record at least tied for uh, a playoff spot in that alpha male division. Um, Going to need to cobble together probably, I would say, three or four more wins down the stretch to really make it uh, a serious bid for one of those spots. Yeah, I mean, I'll start off by saying this. It's it's a similar story, Motley Jew to Boats. I think a few weeks back and even longer for Motley Jew, sitting there one and four. Well, they, wa- they wanted me to sit, t- like take the points away from Dak so that they could tank against the shrimp. You remember that? Yes, of course I remember it. Um, but that was back in, what, week six, week five. They were one and four, and now all of a sudden four straight wins. You're five and four. You have to be thinking if you're Motley Jew. We can make the playoffs, and let's just get there. Um, you're you're tied record-wise with Boats. You're you're certainly behind in points. You get to play Boats again. You control your own faith if you beat him. So th- there there is a lot of optimism, in my opinion, around this Motley Jew team. A lot of momentum at four and zero. Follow that up with a 144 point performance. Um, despite playing Evil Stevie, who scored 78, that would have been good for. What I think the weekly high uh, outside of you, I want to say Tom Sawyer put up one. No, I only put up one twenty-five. I'm sorry, only one twenty-five. Yeah, so one forty-four was the weekly high. Yeah. Um, and again, Motley's doing it a number of different ways here. Even though he has Brock Purdy on a buy, boom, in slots. Aiden O'Connell's got some nice depth there. Uh, guys like Chuba Hubbard, boom, nice ad early on in the year, or two years ago, was able to start him finally because Miles Sanders is ass. Amari Cooper's coming along. Motley Jew, we, we talked about not having pieces, but it's all kind of coming together at the right time. We'll see if that momentum can sustain. Um, he's going to have to show me a little bit more, though, because I don't think Dalton Schultz going to put up 30 every single fucking week. Um, we'll see what Isaiah Pacheco does. He's been kind of struggling over the past two weeks. As for Evil Stevie, uh, when you're starting Brett Rippon and then he gets cut from the Rams the very next day, you know you're in trouble. The ripping uh, and the tearing. Uh, Evil Stevie, I think over the next two, three weeks, is just going to say, hey, let's see what I have in my young guys. Um, he's got a plethora of those first-year, second-year guys. Devin A. Chain's coming back off the IR, so that will be fun. Uh, Evil Stevie, a lot of pieces. Unfortunately, probably will not get that first overall pick. Might be a number two. We'll see. Um, but it should be very, very interesting. He obviously owns a lot of picks, so uh, not his year. Uh, and again, 78 points. Normally not going to get it done any week, so. Moving on. The matchup of the week, at least it was pitched to us that way. Uh, one of the owners is sitting right next to me. The other one sits on the salt throne. Deshaun's massage parlor taking down HHC 112 to 109. Was it the, I believe it was the Sunday night game. 
Uh, there were a few chances towards the end for HHC to get over the hump. Ended up losing by three in a heartbreaker. 112 to 109, though, I would say a little lower scoring than the people would have suspected. Yeah, I think uh, DMP brought me down to his salt throne. Uh, look, it was gross for two teams who are you know, primed to make the playoffs uh, for the defending champ DMP. You expect a lot more. He's averaging 140 coming into it. Um, it's funny. Didn't want to start Josh Dobbs for obvious reasons because he didn't get the start. Ends up with 27 points. Uh, comes in for relief. Just a, a magnificent story. Um, I, I know I've kind of poked holes in DMP's roster. Look, Tony Pollard, 8.3 points. You have to be a little bit concerned there. Uh, Devontae Adams has to be a little bit concerned there. Um, Josh Downs is now hurt. There, there, there are some question marks on DMP. I will still say that. 8-1, and one, though, most points in the league. Very, very hard to go against that. Um, HHC, all comes down to this. If only, if only Kyle Phillips was in that starting lineup. Yeah, but who, who are you starting him over? Hollywood. And no, it, but it was, you're it, not. Was a, it was a Thursday <laughs> call. Of course I wasn't going to do that. And then you think, oh, well, maybe Quentin Johnson gets it done. And he didn't. Huju would have even got it done. Um, look, what it all Kyle came— Kyle Phillips with his 10 points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what it all came down to, honestly, was this. Um, Colts ran a screen to a running back. The running back scored. It was either going to be Zach Moss or Jonathan Taylor. It was Jonathan Taylor. He dominated snap counts that day. Seems to be really taken over as the you know obvious number one running back there. So the Zach Moss era is now over. That was the difference. 17 points for JT, three points for Zach Moss. Am I discouraged? Yes. Did this one slip through my fingers? Yes. Um, is HHC going anywhere? Absolutely not. So are you are you starting the foreskin man over Zach Moss this week? Foreman? Deonta Foreskin. He will be in and he will put up 17 points against Boats. Um, but really, really nice to see both Chris Olave scoring a touchdown and Luke Musgrave, the first of his uh, very, very long, successful HHG career. Um, the other big thing, too, Lamar scoring 14 points in an absolute blowout. What are the chances? I mean, honestly, what are the chances they beat Seattle by 30 points and Lamar only puts up 14? So, again, we let this one slip through our fingers. Not DMP's best game, not HHG's best game. Sometimes, though, it's a little bit poetic justice. You talk all this shit. And then you get fed the L. So, taste your own medicine, my friend. That's what I. Yeah, am. people like to say that that is called getting your rim salted. Uh, yes, in certain parts of the country, it's a, in Hoboken. Um, it's a two tablespoon rim job. Is that what we like to call? Mm, and EP's the best at them. <laughs> uh, moving on, our last matchup of the week. Rimmy, rimmy, rim, rim. <laughs> Tom Sawyer taking down the Phantoms 125 to 114. It came down to late Sunday for me to get that win. I thought I was going to need points on Monday night from Gerald Everett. Thank God I didn't. Uh, there was some mushing. I mean, CJ Stroud coming out of the gate putting up 41. I think in the 1 o'clock slate, CJ Stroud had 41 points. Rashad White had 30 points. It was not looking good for Sawyer. Uh, but some of the later slate guys for the Phantoms fell on their face. And then Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, and Seedmius all put up north of 20 for me to get it done. So I moved to 6-3. and three. The Phantoms moves to 4-5. and five. Uh, Two teams heading in different directions. Yeah, I think that this was a uh, statement game for both teams. Um, was the Phantoms a formidable enough team contender to fight with the big dogs. And 
as is the case really the past two and a half years, it's been no. A lot of down arrows on that Phantoms team, Uh, most notably Cooper Cup. Granted, he didn't have Matt Stafford. DJ Moore, granted, he doesn't have Justin Fields, but is he really an upgrade? Uh, George Pickens, he probably get cut. He's doing the Antonio Brown thing. Dallas Goddard hurt. Uh, a lot of down arrows for the Phantoms. We talked about in the beginning of the show. Is the Phantoms tanking? I don't know about tanking, but will he sell? Probably. Um, I feel like this was a big window of opportunity missed for the Phantoms, considering, too, that you didn't have your best stuff. Only putting up 125 for Tom Sawyer. Uh, could be beaten uh, from any given Sunday, but certainly this week. Left a lot of points on the board. Obviously, you don't know that Alex Madison's going to score 18 over Devin Singletary with Damian Pierce out. I get that. And then Cole Komet, Dallas Goddard, as I mentioned before, guy getting hurt. So the Phantoms tinkering again, making the bad lineup change. Again, I don't blame him for that, but again, you know it's going to get under his skin. As for Tom oh, Sawyer. Oh, I had text messages all day of who should have been started. Cole Komet caught the first touchdown, I think, of Sunday. Like, of Sunday red zone, he caught the first one. Uh, and then he caught his second one on the very next drive. So it was 15 points within the first 12 minutes of... Hey, of Comedius Sunday. Maximus, that's what they call him. Yeah, and all you had to do was start him. Uh, <laughs> and you would have lost. Uh, Tom Sawyer, though, I will say this. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six straight wins. Uh, after the 0-3 hole, he has quickly put that behind. It just goes to show you it's not how you start in September. It's how you come back and how you finish. Tom Sawyer knows something about finishing. Uh, 26 points Fast. from <laughs> 26 <laughs> points from CD Lamb, 191 points. Would have had 28, but that fumble at the end of the game. Uh, Joe Burrow, 22. Sam Howell, 18. A nice combined 40 points there to really kind of even out the CJ Shroud 40 bomb. Um, again, I think the real weakness on Tom Sawyer, and we'll get into in the matchup, is going to be those secondary pieces at the running back and wide receiver room. Can they consistently produce? And if they do. Again, another playoff bound and potentially even further. All right, moving on to the Week 10 preview, also brought to you by Veloach. Uh, It's interesting. I I was thinking about this on my walk home. I walk past Mr. Raps every day, and we kind of replace them with the competition. Uh, But you know what? If you aren't the best, you can't be on this pod. Um, And... Mr. Apps raised the prices, and they didn't raise the quality. So we don't like to showcase companies and restaurants that aren't good for our viewers. Uh, Veloach is the best. It marries quality and value. And it's Veloach. And it's Veloach, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's see. Where do you, we you want... Get, you can get your sandwiches with or without salt. EP is obviously always... Oh, yeah. Salt. Well, yeah. he always has it in his pocket. <laughs> He's always got a little salt shake. A golden like Jer- salt shaker. Just like Jerry Jones. Don gave it all. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, pin me. Where do we want to... Where are we starting this week? Let's start with the ass bowl. Um, oh, yes. There is in. there is an ass bowl this week, uh, isn't it? And there? I, I will say, I said at the top, I know I posted in the group chat, this is this is probably one of my favorite weeks. Um it's, a, again, a non-divisional week, so it's intra-divisional games. Um, there is a lot going on here in terms of playoff implications. Um, one that will not have any playoff implications. No, this is inter-divisional, by the way. I'm sorry. Not intra. Inter-divisions. Yeah. One of four weeks that we have these. Um, this is going to be one of the playoff ma- one of the matchups that does not have playoff implications. It is the ass bowl. Well, it has, I mean, and it probably doesn't even really have implications for the first overall pick either. Um, 
But yeah, we have Evil Stevie traveling to Alpha Male Land, taking on the shrimp uh, in what I think we thought at this point in the season was going to be the definitive first overall pick matchup. Stevie has snuck out two wins. Shrimp's still looking to get one. Uh, I think he does it this week. Just looking at these lineups right now, I mean, Evil Stevie, weirdly enough, uh, Evil Stevie, they're projecting, he has D, what is it, Dorian Thompson, DTR, DTR. He's projected one point for some reason. Like, I don't know why they're giving him the one point projection. A QB sneak first down. Also, like, he's got Desmond Ritter in there. I He's projected six points. I don't know. Desmond Ritter's ass. I don't. I starting Desmond Ritter may be a violation of code. By the way, uh, just I'm just gonna go out there and say that. Well, he needs to start. Oh no, you're right. If Desmond Ritter is is not starting, well, he has Thielen on the bench. He has to start Thielen. He also has Christian Watson on the bench. Yeah, maybe. And Shahidius and Nico Collins. So maybe he's maybe he's just fucking with us. Uh, with the way that this lineup is set, or or he's he's making a play for the first overall pick, but that would require a shrimp to win three more games, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever the case may be, um, I don't know. Give your breakdown, assuming that he's playing all of the real guys. Yeah, well, he doesn't have a quarterback. I will say that, and that that is a big hindrance because the shrimp has not one. But believe it or not, yeah, two good, two good, healthy quarterbacks. I just have to refresh my page because I don't know what happened. Is this a porn site that I am getting? Okay, um, not one, <laughs> but two starting quarterbacks. Jared Goff off a of bye against the Chargers. Chargers defense looked a lot better. Kyler Murray uh, against an Atlanta defense who's who's been up and down, um, but it is home and it is what three days prior to the Call of Duty release. So that is big news. Uh, starting the combination of former HHC members and two Baltimore Raven running backs, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill. Terrible matchup. I don't trust that. But the wide receivers, not as bad as you might perceive. Tyler Boyd against Houston. He's going to get more looks with certainly T. Higgins out and potentially Jamar Chase limited. Deontay Johnson has scored, I think, the six most points in fantasy land since his return in week seven. And then Michael Gallup, Khalil Shakir, just don't get a goose egg. Uh, ironically enough, going with Tyler Conklin over TJ Hawkinson might have to look into that, um, even though TJ Hawkinson will play. So, not really sure why he's not starting. All that. I, I don't, I mean, he's in fucking, he's in Thailand. So, who knows what, what's going on with Shrimp? Yeah, but like, why wouldn't TJ Hawkinson already be in a lineup? Because they were on a bye last week. And uh, no, and they played. Um, no, they played Atlanta last week. Didn't he start Tyler Conklin last week? Or did he start both of them they started, last week? He started both yeah. of them last week. Yeah, so that's why I was like a little confused. Maybe there's just some fucking weird shit in the Thailand water. But It's um, the lady boys. I will say this. Even with a healthy lineup, not healthy, but a optimal lineup for Evil Stevie, throwing Thielen, you know, you throw in, uh, who's the other one? Watson that you have. Nico Collins? Nico Collins. I find it very hard for Evil Stevie to put up 100 points. Uh, I do. Um, I, I don't think that there's many contributors on this team. James Cook, but James Cook has kind of been ass. So I think Evil Stevie hard-pressed to score over 100. Shrimp right now projected 105. He cracked 90 last week. I think he cracks 100 this week. 
102 to Evil Stevie's 87. And Evil Stevie, yes, will eventually end up starting some of these better receivers that are currently on his bench. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Shrimp is going to get his first victory of the season, which is good for the league. We don't want an 0-14 Detroit Lions season. Uh, I think the difference is the two quarterbacks, like you said. So I'll say 96-79 to 79, Shrimp in a disgusting one. Uh, moving right along, we have a good old-fashioned matchup of older brothers who have younger brothers in the league. Yo Soy Nadaddy Kong Ju taking on Cosmic Gumbius. Uh, these teams had differing results last week. Gumbius getting a unexpected victory over Snake Eyes. Yo Soy falling to, who did he lose to? Uh, Molly? Yo, sorry, lost to Boats. To Boats. Uh, we mentioned it. Gumbius is, is out of the playoff picture. Uh, but Yo, Soy at four and five really needs to start figuring things out and figuring them out fast. And I think this matchup against Gumbius may be an opportunity to get right for Yo, Soy traveling across borders with a current almost what is a 35 point projection over Gumbius. I do think he gets it done and I'll let Gino break it down. Yeah. I think the, the good thing for Yosoy, he gets back both Debo and George Kittle. Uh, they had a buy last week, so probably could have maybe propelled him to a victory over the aforementioned boats. Um, also healthy, um, return of David Montgomery off a of buy as well. Josh Jacobs seems to be getting his footing, a lot of positivity for Yosoy. We'll see how Will Levass does against the Bucks. Big thing, though, is with T. Higgins out, he's going to have to sub in a player. Who is that other player going to be? Is it going to be Brandon Cooks? Eh, Noah Brown coming off a good game. Darius Slayton, not sure. Johnu Smith? Johnu. I mean, the guy's been an animal. Right. Not sure. However, not sure that it matters. I think 143 points might be a little bit optimistic uh, in terms of a projection, especially with T. Higgins currently getting 14. However, I do think Yo Soy is capable of putting up north of 125, and that is a feat that Gumbo has done mm, not once this year. Uh, his highest total on the season was 122. No way Gumbo with this depleted lineup. No Mark Andrews, no DeAndre Hopkins, starting guys like... Josh Reynolds, starting guys like Miles Sanders. Gumbo will be lucky to put up 100, 110 points. I think Yosoy, easy victory, gets back in the winning column, evens it out to 5-5. Five and five. But again, the big thing is, is that if Yosoy just ekes out a win there of 125 points to 110, 127 to 108, do you really feel that much different about this team? I'd probably say no. No, um, but they need it. To, they, to stay in the picture. They need it. They'll get it. Um, something that hasn't happened all year is Justin Herbert scoring 30 points. I don't think he's going to do that against a formidable defense in the Lions coming off a bye. That's surprising. He's had a good. He's had a very good year. He started off the year 22-22, 29-24. Since his bye, one game over 20 points against the Bears. And yeah. the Bears are ass. No, 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 no. No, they're not ass. There's a word for it. Oh, yeah, straight ass. 
They're garbage. Uh, we'll see. Maybe it's the receivers not being healthy. We'll see. Oh, Justin Herbert, born Mar- March 10th. Tonelli. Um, anywho, uh, I, I do think Yosua is going to win. He does need the victory. Gumbo's not going anywhere. Um, but I, I just I don't know how much different I will feel about Yosua, even if he wins this game by 35 points like he's projected. Easy win for him. Again, I have my trepidation that he won't make the playoffs. Well, I'll tell you what, Yosoy will be watching this next matchup closely as it will have direct implications on his playoff chances. I'm talking about Snake Eyes taking on Motley Jew, which in my opinion might be the most intriguing matchup of this week. Snake Eyes uh, shipped off Will Levis. He acquired Zach Wilson. But it's been known that there have been some... uh, of concerning developments going on in that locker room. Uh, he has dropped a few games in a row, sitting at 5-4. and four. Uh, I say that Yosoi will be watching this because if Yosoi wins and Motley Jew can get it done against Snake Eyes, the Soy Boy division will be very tight. Uh, I think that this, this matchup currently has uh, Motley as a... 17-point favorite That's nuts. against Snake Eyes. Uh, Snake Eyes is dealing with A.J. Brown and Travis Kelsey on a bye, which obviously does not help. But that 17-point projection says a little bit about what these two teams have been doing over the past couple weeks. I'm going to hand it over to Gino to oh, break wow. this one down, and I'll make a decision on who I think is going to win. Please, Gino was my father's name. It's Wah around these parts. Um, look, big thing for Snake Eyes. I mentioned it last uh, breakdown with Yosoy. He's getting guys back. He's getting Niners back. When Snake Eyes gets C-Mac back, things happen. Projected 21 points. That's the highest of any player on these two teams. C-Mac, pretty nice matchup against Jacksonville. They're also coming off a bye. I'll see how he does. James Connors getting healthy. Tyler Murray's back in the lineup. I like James Conner scoring north 13. And as long as Arthur, Arthur Smith is the uh, head coach in Atlanta, you have to like Tyler Alger here to get goal line carries. Now, will he always convert? No, different story. Um, you have to think. You have to think Gabe Davis is better than last week because last week was an absolute goose egg bagel. Gets a nice matchup against Denver. DK Metcalf, a guy that we talked about in the group chat today, He's been struggling. What better way to get back on track? And so Washington secondary is up a ton of points. I mean, hell, they made Juju Smith look like an all-pro last week. And then Garrett Wilson, really outside of Brees Hall, the only semblance of offensive potency uh, for the New York Jets. The big thing for Snake Eyes, though, is while he's getting back C-Mac and while he's getting back James Conner, still lacks the quarterback punch that he had early in the year with Kirk Cousins and Stafford, and now Travis Kelsey's on a bye, and now A.J. Brown's on a bye. So this is not a fully healthy or fully stacked Snake Eyes team, and there's a reason why he's a 17-point dog. However, do we take the road dog? No. We do not. I don't think I'm going to do it. We do not. We are taking Motley Jew. Dalton Schultz coming off a good game. Don't expect him to score 30, but I like 13. Also starting uh, Tank Dell. Guys like Jordan Addison's going to have a better bounce-back game. Amari Cooper, he found it going as well. Calvin Ridley coming off a bye. Hope to that he's better than his you know, previous weeks and more like week one, week two. I'll tell you the two guys where I'm really keeping my eye on. Jameer Gibbs, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones finally healthy, scored a touchdown last week. Jameer Gibbs being a little bit more involved in the offense on Halloween or 
day before Halloween prior to that bye week. Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy both have favorable matchups against the Giants and the Jags. I think Motley Jew is going to outscore Snake Eyes here. I think it's going to be close. This is a battle of Viola boys. All of them live within a walk's distance of each other. A lot of rivalry here. A lot of bad blood and a lot of implications. Winner goes to 6-4. and four, Loser goes to 500. On the outside looking into the playoffs, it's going to need every ounce of effort here. I got to give it to Motley Jew. He's coming on a four-game winning streak, and that's not going to stop this week. Give me Motley Jew, 138, Snake Eyes, 126. Yeah, you got agreement in the, in the result. I, I could see it being a little low scoring, l- lower scoring than that. Um, you know, I just think what I, I know I'm a known Jets hater, but when you're relying on two of your guys, one of them being a quarterback, uh, being a Jets stack, it's it's a little scary. I think this week the, the matchup is favorable, but um, I think that Motley Jew has proven that they have some depth pieces. Uh, it's just going to be our guys like Tank Delius Maximus going to show up. Uh, is Dalton Schultz going to keep doing what he's been doing? Those guys are obviously on the same team. I do think that game projects to be a shootout. Uh, yeah, I think Motley gets it done against all odds, moves to 6-4, and four, and depending on uh, some of these other results, could find themselves waking up on Tuesday morning in a playoff spot. Um, our next matchup is another really, really fun one that I think is going to be more interesting than the records may show. Uh, I believe this is, I do believe, and I know that this is a battle of brothers. JOS taking on the Phantoms. JOS coming in at seven and two atop the Soy Boy division. Traveling across borders, taking on the Phantoms, who are four and five, but who have continued to be a formidable opponent to those who line up against him. Uh, the current projection is less than a point spread. It is a pick'em, uh, and I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens this week. I'm going to say it before you even do your breakdown. I am taking the Phantoms. I think the luck runs out for JOS tonight. Not tonight, this week. Uh, and the Phantoms playing at home, gets it done, and gets right back into the thick of the playoff hunt. Is that spicy? Let's go, Phantoms. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I think the younger brother is going to eke it out. Look, this is this is my second favorite matchup to break down. I think the one we just did, the Battle of Viola Boys, that was probably my favorite and I got passion about it. This one, though, I mean, the margin here in terms of projection is one point in favor of JOS. So you're talking about a home dog. Granted, it's a one-point home dog of the Phantoms. He needs this one more than JOS. Is JOS going to afford to lose a game here or there down the stretch and still make the playoffs? He could afford to go 7-3 and three and still be in the playoff picture. If Motley wins, if Boats wins, the Phantoms cannot afford that. Here's why I think the Phantoms going to win. All of a sudden, that running back room isn't so ass. Despite Cam Akers getting hurt, it actually opens the door for Alex Madison more. Rashad White's been relatively... He doesn't even have Akers. Oh, 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 oh sorry. I, I understand. He, he was an owner of Akers at one point. You mean in the real NFL? Yes, but both. Yeah, yeah, but Brad doesn't have Akers. He had he had Akers. He had him, yeah. Cam Akers got hurt. I so understand. I, I misunderstood. How high? I'm not even high. 
<laughs> I understand now. I, I so now Alex Madison gets a little bit more look at the running back room. Uh, Rashad White's been productive, and Javante Williams off a bye. You have to like his chance of being a little bit more productive. If Jamar Chase plays, I think he's going to stay involved. Uh, DJ Moore, you have to think figures it out this week with Tyson Bajant. Um Thursday night against Carolina, a defense that could get taken advantage of. Cole Komet in the lineup, too, so he's going all in on the Bears. And a guy like C.J. Stroud, it's no fluke. It's no flash in the pan. 40 points might not happen every week, but he is a bona fide stud. I think the Phantoms comes out swinging. About 130 points, a little bit low for me. I like the over there. Call it around 140. On the other side, we talked about JOS. Can't trust Kenneth Walker. Not really a big fan of Zay Flowers, Terry McCorn, or Michael Pittman now. Yes, uh, Sam Laporta comes back. I do like him. But these quarterbacks without Patrick Mahomes, really concerning. Trevor Lawrence against San Francisco? Um, no, thank you. Derek Ass against anyone? No, thank you. Minnesota is a pretty booty cheeks defense, so he might score 15 points. But overall, the 130 for JOS is much more his ceiling than his floor. I think JOS finishes right around that 125, 128 mark. It's going to be about a 10 to 12 point victory for the Phantoms cruising to five and five right back in the playoff picture and getting back in the battle of Airmont. And opening the door for you and I to take a step into the driver's seat of the Soy Boy division. And... This time next week, the Phantoms will no longer be tanking. Mm. Well, he is Jeff Fisher. He has to go to 5-5. Five and five. The writing's on the wall. He has to be 7 In an seven. even week, he's a 500. <laughs> <laughs> okay? <laughs> he will finish 7-7. <laughs> it's uh, like House of Ushers. Like you're, you're, you will finish 7-7 seven and seven for the next five years. Yeah. <laughs> but your firstborn will die. Yeah. And you will come everywhere. Uh the next matchup, it didn't get the the billing of matchup of the week, but it's it's my favorite because I, I think that they've already started chattering back and forth. Uh, they're both over 500, both currently holding a playoff spot. Uh, it is a battle of scums of the top order. It's HHC traveling to Boats and Young Ho uh, in a really important matchup for both organizations. Uh Boats obviously was our first champion, HHC, trying to make a name for himself in this league. Make a name. You make a name, that's right. Uh, and and this is a way to do it. Get yourself to 7-3, and three, all but <coughs> solidifying a playoff spot with a win this week. That might be a stretch, but you get the point. You roll into week 11 at 7-3, and three, having beaten a former champion, putting him back down to 500. It would be huge. On the other side... Boats looking to get some breathing room from the chasing pack in the alpha male division. Uh, the I'll tell you what, the projections are high in this one. Sanchez currently owning an eight-point projection, 153 to 145 over HHC. Ah, I do think it's going to be close. I, I think those numbers are a bit inflated. Uh, I'm not going to make a pick, though, yet. Okay. Well, let me tell you this. HHC, points four on the year, 1,173.9. Boats, points on the year, 1,172.92. One point separates these two teams, about as even as you could get. That's pretty crazy, Jim. Through nine weeks. Now, granted, HHC obviously has a better record. He might have had an easier schedule, so I'll let that be. This week, though, 
This is a pivotal game. You have a guy like Boats who was three and four. Now he got two wins. Now he's back to five and four. Back in the driver's seat of the playoffs. He could easily this time next week be on the outside looking in. Hmm. Probably not the same for HHC. Even if HHC were to lose, he's still probably. No, he, I don't think he can fall out of a playoff spot. Probably might still be in the playoff spot. Probably. So I would say, just like that last matchup we broke down in the Battle of Vermont, there's clearly one more team who's a little bit hungrier and a little bit more desperate. However, I don't think that the desperate team will come out victorious. That is right. Give me the road, dog, HHC, with an outright win, despite the egregious eight-point projection the other way. HHC is going to storm into boats and put holes all in that ship, and it will sink to the bottom. You're going to tell me that Jordan Love on the road against Pittsburgh is a good matchup? Yeah, no thank you. You're going to tell me Saquon Barkley on the road against Dallas is a good matchup? No thank you. I don't even like Austin Eckler against Detroit. They're number one against the rush defensively. Okay, fine, Brees Hall. Okay, fine, Brandon Ayuk. Can't trust Jacoby Myers against Jets secondary. Can't trust Evan Ingram against the Niners. This 153 points is absolutely ludicrous. I don't know who Boats paid to get this projection up, but he has influenced the media. 65% win probability? Absolutely not. Boats is going south of that 153-point total. He's not even going to crack 130. HHC, on the other hand, 145. He will get there. Deontay Foreman tonight. He's going to be easily 15, 20 points. Lamar Jackson, division rivalry against the Browns. I like that. Dude, call me crazy. Kamara and Chris Olave both could find the end zone against Minnesota. And if Josh Allen does well on Monday night, great. That means Stephon Diggs is probably going to do well. Marquise Hollywood Brown, by the way, gets back Kyler Murray. And there's some injuries to Michael Wilson. It's going to be the Hollywood show. Stay tuned. And then Luke Musgrave coming off his first receiving touchdown. So you're saying if Jordan Love were to find him, it would be a net-net positive for HHC. 144 to 128. HHC in an 18-point, 16-point range victory. I'm I'm willing to be wrong on the air just to go against you after that absolute rant that you just did. I don't think the projection cut his cut fat his ass. ass. If you see him in the mall, boo his ass. Uh, I I I agree with you that the matchups are not great for Sanchez, but I'm gonna be a Sandy guy this week. Uh, I'd like to see you lose. Uh. Do I think you're going to lose? Probably not, but I'm going to take Boats. I'm going to say it's if he's going to do it, it's going to have to be because you shit the bed a little bit. I'm going to say 133 to 126 in a close one. Not putting any money on this one, though. That's what I'll say. Uh, our matchup of the week is a good one, Jim. Uh, Tom Sawyer heading across the pond. To take on eight and one, king of the castle, king of the salt palace, DMP, eight and one. There have been talks that there was a schedule rigging in this week somehow. Uh, DMP, I'll I'll go on the air and say he is playing without Jalen Hurts and he's playing without Tyree Kill. Yes. That was always going to happen, whoever plays him. So he's going to have to come into this matchup a little depleted. Uh, the current line is about a 20-point projection in favor of Tom Sawyer, rolling out a pretty good lineup this week. Uh, we do have Bukanuku on a bye. 
But this matchup, if all things fall properly for Tom Sawyer, could find himself at the top of the Soy Boy division after rattling off seven straight victories. I'll let you break this one down, Gino, but I do think that I am going to get it done. I do think that it's heavily going to be a factor of no Jalen and no Reek, but I think I'm going to put up a point total that is respectable regardless, 145 to 128 Sawyer rolls for the seventh in a row. This is the battle of something's got to give here. You got eight to one DMP. Yeah, one of the best, if not the best, starts to corn, and then you got a six straight win, six consecutive win. Tom Sawyer uh, going for seven straight. Something's got to give here. This is also deemed by the media, and again, don't agree with them. Uh, a preview for the fantasy championship. Now, last week... Oh, did the media say that? Last week, uh, there was speculation that it might be uh, a preview, DMP, HHC. But since we didn't have a pod, uh, the media canceled that. So now that we do have a pod, back to regular uh, scheduled programming, uh, it really, in my opinion, is best team in one division against the best team in the other division in terms of on paper, in terms of their record, in terms of their point total, in terms of uh, the momentum heading in to November into week 10. I'm going to say right now, I do agree with that 15, I'm sorry, 19 point projection uh, by Tom Sawyer. He's got some guys healthy, doesn't have a ton of guys on buys. Um, I know you mentioned Puka, but really without Stafford, I can't trust him. And you're still rolling out CD, Amon Ra, Christian Kirk. That's pretty good. Three running backs, Travis Etienne, Joe Mixon, Bijan. If Bijan gets going, love that. Joe Burrow, Sam Howell. Both capable of 15 to 25. Then Dalton Kincaid. We're not talking about this guy enough. Tight end was a concern for you heading into the year. Three straight weeks. Dalton Kincaid, 15, 17, 18 points after single digits for the first five weeks. Not talked about enough. DMP. Talk about tight ends. He's rolling out not one but two. Mark Andrews, Jake Ferguson. Jake Ferguson coming off a 22-point game. He's had a nice little hot streak. Look, at the end of the day, no Jalen Hurts. At the end of the day, no Tyreek Hill. I don't know how you trust DMP. Devontae Adams, you can't trust him to begin with. Now he goes up against the Jets. Is, Not, so, is he getting the sauce coverage? Uh, sauce doesn't travel. Not really sure how I feel about Mike Evans and Mike Wilson, the Mike brothers, this week. Um, one might not even play. Overall, my feelings around Tony Pollard are he'd be lucky if he cracks 15 points, um, to be honest with you. I mean, you look at the past, what, seven, eight weeks, he's had one 20-point game, and he's had one 15-point game in the past five weeks. I can't trust him. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, growing on me, but at the end of the day, DMP needs really a salt miracle to pull this one off, and I think it's going to be all pepper. Uh, give me Tom Sawyer, 153. Whoa, that's right. In a blowout, 122. 31 points. Tom Sawyer, 7-3. Tom Sawyer, 7-game win streak. DMP, 8-2. But don't complain. You're still in the division lead by a couple games. Two or three games. Yeah. Well, that is a preview of week 10. We are moving right along. It feels just like yesterday we were getting ready for the week one Thursday night kickoff. Hard to imagine that that was nine whole weeks ago. Uh, But yeah, 
you know, God bless. We're getting into that fall weather. There's a little crisp in the air some of these nights. Um, Gino, you got anything to say before we sign off? I will, yeah. Um, we will have a regular scheduled program show next week, either the 15th or the 16th, pre-Harvard Yell. That's going to be a fun one for the GL group. And the week after is Thanksgiving. We always like doing a little something around Thanksgiving. Of so course. It will be a under-the-husk, Veloce-sponsored Thanksgiving. We episode. think we're going to do a, like a Wednesday show that week? Maybe a Tuesday well, show? Right, Wednesday or Tuesday. Maybe we do a, maybe we do a, a Zoom show on uh, Thanksgiving? I walk into Starbucks and they're out of gingerbread syrup. How are you out of gingerbread? <laughs> 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 All right, before this gets out of hand, I will say God bless and go, go get that corn. That's a pod, you know.